Welcome to Lynn Cullen Live. Talk radio without the static. Email your questions and comments to lynn at pghcitypaper.com. And now your host, Lynn Cullen. And uh, good morning to you on this uh, dreary and windy and chilly Thursday. It's uh, October something or other. I don't have the date up here again. <laughs> what is that about? What is the date? It's October seventeenth. Uh, October. <coughs> Excuse me. Um, just a little uh, note first. L- my email, Lynn at pghcitypaper.com, is not working. Simply not working. Um, and I'm not alone. Of City Papers uh, email is just uh, down. They hope to get it back running by the end of the day. I I I I would like to still be hearing from you during the show. So let's drop back to my old email that I've used for thirty some years, and that is Cullen Show C U L L E N S H O W at Yahoo dot com. Um, if uh, you want to get your thoughts to me, that's the place to send them, and uh, that is this, the email I'm, I'm watching uh, today. Cullen Show at yahoo.com. Thank you. Um, and it explains why. I mean, I really have been struggling here, not just with my, my declining health, but also with all this technical crap that's been happening this week. But... All that aside, uh, let's get going. And I uh, first want to note, it was a horrible thing to wake up to today. You know, I wake up, and it's sad, but I wake up, and the first thing I do is, you know, and I start seeing what horrors have happened since I uh, last checked. And... um, the news that that greeted me uh, was the the death of uh, Congressman Elijah Cummings. And that really, really is a blow. Um, You know how some people just so clearly are good and honorable and he so clearly was. You know, I was talking to somebody yesterday, and they were saying, you know, how Trump's a crook, but all these politicians are crooks. All these politicians are crooks. And I said, no, they are not. And she would not back down. Oh, you're naive. It is, you can't have a, uh, a functioning uh, democracy if people think that there are no honorable and honest public servants left. There are. I have had the good fortune to know a few because of my work in journalism. Are they perfect? No. Do I agree with everything they do or say? No. Even some that I totally disagree with uh, much of what they say doesn't mean they're not honorable. There are some, many, I have no idea what percentage of politicians are, are crooks and what are honorable people I know we're all imperfect Um, but this is also what uh, Trump has done to us I would say that uh, Richard Nixon was the first president uh, in my in my lifetime to uh, make people cynical about the men because it was overwhelmingly men, and to that, for that matter, still is, uh, men who uh, held political power. Uh, 
But Elijah Cummings, incredible man. And I had no idea he was ill. So it's a gut punch. And it always is when somebody is younger than you are and he's younger than me. And I'm thinking, oh my God, to be deprived of that stalwart voice. Good man. So, there is sadness there. The other thing that's happening, I think, as I speak, is that uh, Gordon Sondland, who is a guy who uh, builds hotels, sort of like uh, Donald Trump, and throws his money around at... Uh, Republican politicians uh, in hopes of aggrandizing himself with them uh, is testifying behind closed doors as we speak. This is the man who is a central figure in the uh, Ukraine scandal and thus in the impeachment inquiry. And by all accounts, as uh, I speak, he is speaking and throwing Trump under the bus. He's telling the truth. He's not falling on his sword. I'm trying to think of other metaphors that apply here. He's not taking one for the team. He's saving himself. This is a guy totally unsuited for the job he was placed in, which makes him par for the course in this Trump administration. Um, he was not a professional diplomat, and yet even he, I think, had some suspicions that something wasn't quite right. On the other hand, my guess is he is telling the truth he is defying the president's uh, wish that everyone uh, around him stonewall the investigation because he's not an idiot and he sees what's happening and he does not intend to go down with this bunch of crooks. So uh, I think we're going to get a clear quid pro quo here with Sondland's testimony. Not that we haven't uh, seen that before. But uh, the fact that uh, the dam has broken um, and so many. Now he's the first, maybe not the first, I'm thinking he's the first political appointee who has answered a subpoena and gone and uh, testified in the inquiry. Uh, might be wrong about that. But um, he is going to say that he had to work through Rudy Giuliani, who, of course, had no standing whatsoever to be telling uh, ambassadors what to do. Uh, that would be the State Department that's supposed to do that. So he is, uh, as I speak, he is telling the, uh, the uh, Congress people that uh, Donald Trump essentially delegated uh, American foreign policy uh, regarding Ukraine, and I'm sure other things, to uh, Rudy Giuliani. Uh, who had no business doing that. Uh, uh, I'm not going to get into this. His opening statement has been uh, released just uh, 10, 15 minutes ago. And um, this is a guy now who I, he's trying to say, I, don't, I can't say he's telling the truth because I don't know how much he's going to fudge his own um, actions, but he's he's clearly uh, going to uh, underscore 
the testimony that already has been given uh, by uh, the career diplomats, the professionals, um, and uh, like the former top White House uh, foreign policy advisor who testified. Um, he's going to underscore th their testimony. Um, so that's, I think he'll be in there some uh, for a long time. I could go through some of this. The New York Times already reporting that Sondland is going to say that he and uh, Volker, who has already uh, testified, he's the special envoy to Ukraine, and uh, Rick Perry, <coughs> the uh, energy secretary, who famously could not remember the Department of Energy when he was, remember? And there are three cabinet positions. This is when he was trying to be the president. There are three cabinet positions that I would get rid of. And then he couldn't think of the third, which happened to be, I guess, the Department of Energy. And, of course, because we are living in uh, Crazyville now, uh, that's the department that he ended up running and which he now heads. Um, anyway, this Sondland's going to say that he and Volcker and and the energy secretary uh, were all coordinating with Rudy. Uh, and all of this was, well, I needn't tell you what it all is because you guys are, um, are aware. Uh, so there is that. Uh, Trump is... Uh, becoming uh, unglued, if he ever was glued, and it's uh, again uh, frightening. I I would argue uh, because just the the breaking news yesterday, uh, the the meeting uh, at the White House with the. Uh, the Speaker, uh, Pelosi, and other Democratic uh, leaders, uh, you can't believe that this, at, that this is the level at which the supposedly strongest, most powerful nation on earth conducts its business. It sounds, if you, if you have read the back and forth. I mean, I, I was on the student council in high school, and our our back and forths were, um, believe me, a lot more eloquent <laughs> than the kindergartenish uh, verbiage that the president uh, uses. Um, I, I, I just, I don't know what to say anymore. I mean, I, I'm, I, I just want to throw up my hands, shake my head in disbelief. Uh, but the reality is he is the president of the United States. The reality is the Republicans in Congress are hanging with him. Oh yeah, oh yeah, there was this vote in the House where they uh, they sided with the Democrats. Two to one. I mean, for every Republican who hung with them yesterday in the House, two deserted him. But they have done this before when it comes to foreign policy issues, when it came to his lack of uh, any action regarding Saudi Arabia after the Khashoggi uh, assassination. Um, they, they, the Republicans spoke out. Uh, they're speaking out now about this, uh, the Syrian and Turkey uh, malfeasance, and yet they hang with him. <laughs> would they? Would that they would, literally, hang with him because 
I, we need, we need the Republicans in the next few weeks to get in touch with their souls, if they have one, with their patriotism, if it exists within them, with their consciences, if in fact they have them, uh, because this impeachment is going to happen relatively quickly. And it's going to go to the Senate. And we know enough now that if the Senate does not convict this president, we will never, as a nation, be able to impeach another president. Uh, this guy is uh, a crook. High crimes, misdemeanors, how much time do we have? Focusing on just this one where the evidence is damning, where the president himself has admitted his crime, and just because he doesn't think it's a crime doesn't mean it isn't. The former head of the, uh, of the CIA uh, tweeted something. Let me find it for you. I hope I can find it. John Brennan. I mean, he headed the CIA for what? About uh, five, six years. And he sent out a tweet yesterday which he specifically was addressing Mitch McConnell, Lindsey Graham, Marco Rubio, and all the other Republican senators. And he said this, You own Trump's disastrous decision to abandon the Kurds and America's global responsibilities by putting your crass political politics above your country. You have encouraged his incompetence, his corruption, and his evil ways. Find your souls. That is like a plea. It's the same plea I was feeling when I was wandering around in my kitchen this morning and thinking, We've, they've got to. My God, they've got to. What does it take? Uh, Trump actually shooting and killing somebody on live television, would that do it for them? It's, it's simply beyond me. The cowardice, the self-serving cowardice. All you have to do is read that letter. You know what's amazing is that letter. You saw the letter that Trump wrote to, the, to Erdogan in Turkey. That letter was actually passed out at the meeting yesterday in the White House, the meeting that Pelosi and the Democrats stormed out of. That was passed around the table. Here, uh, this is proof that I didn't kowtow to Erdogan. <laughs> it's proof of nothing but that you are an incompetent fool. There is not another letter on White House stationery to a head of state going back to the founding of this nation that is anything like this letter. 
I often thought, didn't you, that in order to think you could be president of the United States, you obviously had to think very highly of yourself. You had to have a big ego. Can you imagine? I mean, even thinking, oh my God, I've got to write the president of, uh, of, of Turkey. And how you would make sure that, and, and because it's a historic document, everything you say, everything you do, and the cavalier, uh, childish way that this president represents us to the world is it's it takes my speech away you don't want to be responsible for slaughtering thousands of people and i don't want to be responsible for destroying the turkish economy and i will i've already given you a little sample <laughs> History will look upon you favorably. If you get this done the right way, it will look upon you forever as the devil if good things don't happen. Don't be a tough guy. Don't be a fool. I'll call you later. That's a a presidential letter to another president uh, and, and it has to do with a situation in which already many innocent men, women and children have been killed, have been forced into becoming refugees. That's our president talking. And I feel such shame. And I feel humiliated. The BBC is reporting that when Erdogan received this lovely missive, he wadded it up and threw it in the, in the garbage where it belonged. This guy who is now our president is so clearly out of his realm, so clearly incompetent, that he truly is endangering all of us He's crazy. In that meeting, somebody said something about uh, General Mattis. And even though that's the guy who we used to heap praise on, the president says, Ah, Mattis, the world's most overrated general. He wasn't tough enough. This from a draft dodger. <coughs> he wasn't tough enough. And then this delusional maniac said this. And people are sitting around this cabinet room conference table and and this is our country. This is our government. And this is the president. And he says, I captured ISIS. Mattis said it would take two years. I captured ISIS in one month. I bet he thinks he killed Osama bin Laden too. 
I bet he thinks he's the first man to walk on the moon. I don't know. This guy is nuts. The White House press secretary after the meeting put out this. The president was measured, factual, and decisive. Mitch McConnell yesterday said this. He expressed his gratitude to the Kurds and he said, I'm sorry that we are where we are. In other words, we are so grateful for you guys for taking so many bullets for us and we're really sorry now that we are letting somebody kill you. That we're going to stab you in the back. And I'm thinking, McConnell, how can you be sorry? The only reason that we are where we are is because of you, Mitch, and your enabling and abetting and aiding of this incompetent lunatic. <coughs> what has just happened? Donald Trump, single-handedly, has upended American foreign policy that has been in place since I was born. Carried out by presidents from both parties, Lindsey Graham. Let's see. Lindsey Graham now appalled. <coughs> Would he vote to impeach him? I don't think so. Unbelievable. I, you know, I, I, I as I followed the news yesterday. <coughs> I just kept thinking, if we were living in normal times, this guy, I mean, there would be such astonishment, horror, the 25th Amendment would be invoked. He would be out so fast, and yet it's business as usual. Denise says, why do we feel shame? We shouldn't feel shame. People who voted for Trump should feel shame. Those who still support him should feel shame. I feel rage. Well, I feel that too. I feel shame because I'm an American. And this is the president of my country. Yeah, I didn't vote for him, but something has gone terribly wrong that he is the president of this country. And you want the people who voted for him to feel shame. We can't wait around for them to feel shame. And I'm just praying that a Republican senator or two will feel shame. They need to convict this guy. This country needs to be rid of him. And when this trial starts happening in the Senate, if the American people don't take to the streets like the brave people of Hong Kong, in that kind of multitude, then again, we should feel shame. This is not an ordinary time. God, and we do get complacent. What's the horror du jour? This is our time. He is going to be impeached by the House. 
very soon. It will then go to trial in the Senate very soon before the year is out and the year is waning. And he must be convicted. All right. Let some pe people get a word in here. Anyway, I hardly have a... Okay, um, let's go to the phones. Sorry, we've got a few callers on, on, on hold. So uh, go ahead, caller, go ahead. Hello? 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 Hello, go ahead. Hi. Hi. Yes, yes, I, I agree with the withdrawal, but it's not done responsible, so I don't agree with it at all. I think... Uh, a responsible withdrawal in Syria and a responsible withdrawal in Afghanistan is the way to do it. And you said the other day the military's a tool. So I think they need to get their toolbox out and put the hammer back in the toolbox and pull out the manual of diplomacy and start giving peace a chance and start sending people over to talk. Do a ceasefire, do a no-fly zone, whatever happens. We cannot use the military for every political problem overseas and we seem to do that and i know i talked to you about the other day and we got into a little i got into a real rant i apologize for that i wasn't feeling good either but um i just think that we are just going down the wrong way and i know you don't like tulsi gabbard but she does have the right idea what is going on in the united states and with our government you look at MSNBC, which I talked about the other day. They are owned by GE, which is a defense contractor. So all this is involves money. And I know people get tired of hearing it, but if they really realize why they're over there fighting, it's not for our freedom. It's they're fighting for money. And because this is big business, it, we have the military economy, and they're going to keep it going. And if people don't believe that, they're naive because it is going on big time. And all these politicians, they get their politics line to run their campaigns, and that's what's going on. But people need to wake up, and even the Democrats, they need to uh, back off. I know you probably you think it's a conspiracy theory and all this, and this is all, you know, but it's the really, if you look into it and read about it, it's the truth. It really is the truth, Lynn. I don't know what you read, but this is what's going on. Now, there are reasons we're over there for some things, but this is what's going on over there. Okay. All right. Okay. And that's all I had to say. We'll agree to disagree. And, um, okay. I, I wanna... Yeah, I, I don't know what information you get, but it's you got it okay. wrong. Okay. You got it wrong. Right. And I well... talk to people. There's, all of my relatives are in the military. They tell me that goes on. They tell me, and they've been in higher, high places, too. So I just, I'm just baffled how you believe it, that you're naive to believe that's, we're over there for a reason. It's not, it really isn't. We've okay. got a mess right, over fine. there, and you said about... We're over that. there because, well, because, yes, of our interests, and those interests right. can involve, without a doubt, money, oil, but they also involve power. Just plain old power. Well, and if we aren't there, then our enemies go and take that power. It's actually, which is what has happened. It's actually... And, well, fine. If you want to live in a, in a, on a globe in which Russia and China are the big boys calling all the shots, fine and dandy. But I sure as hell do not. But I'm not saying that. I'm saying use diplomacy. We, but our option is always the yeah, military. That's what I'm saying. That's the failure of an elected official when we have to use the military. That is a failure okay, of diplomacy. Okay, I don't disagree. Listen, I don't disagree with that. And I did not support right. many of the war. I was against the Iraq war when everybody was for it. I was against... I... I pick and choose. I'm sometimes hawkish. I'm sometimes a dove. And that's what you have to be. Anybody who says we should never send troops is stupid. Anybody whose first reaction is we always should send our troops is stupid. 
Can we engage in some critical thought having to do with the set of facts in front of us at that given time? Come on. A military sometimes has to be used. I didn't say it didn't have to be used, but it seems like we use it all the time. I agree. Everywhere over there. I agree. And we're at the point now, Lynn, that we have to use it because we fucked it up so bad. We have to. And that's what they want to keep these perpetual wars going. You believe what you want to believe, I'll believe what I want. Okay, that's cool. You're dead wrong on this. All right. Dead wrong. Okay. Goodbye. Uh, Goodbye. Goodbye. Jeez. We have another caller. Hello. Hey, Lynn, it's Mike in D.C. Hi, Mike in D.C. In theater, they say you should never follow a dog act or children. I think they should add. I shouldn't be following Joe. Anyway, um, uh, my whole thing with the Republicans is that we always give them credit for playing the long game, right? Um, with the judges and whatnot. Well, yes. Yeah. But if they don't impeach him... With him admitting he broke the law, or he broke, he broke the law. He broke the law. Um, in the future, right? No president can. That is correct. And every senator could say it didn't rise to the level of Trump's egregiousness, so he can't. We can't right. do this guy. Right. So the lack of playing the long game here is odd for that party, who's always given credit playing the long game. Well, you're right. They are definitely playing the very short game right now. But that shows their level of what I consider flat-out treason because they are harming the country for their own political gain. Just as right. just as Trump's crime was in using his presidential powers for his own political gain that's a high crime and misdemeanor. And the Republicans who would fail to convict him for that obvious crime, quid pro quo, going to be proved, there's no doubt about it, they are guilty, essentially, of the same crime. I, I, but I, why, are they, why are they doing this? And one theory is, because I'm sure... I'm, sorry. I'm sure they would much rather have Pence. Pence is going to vote for all the same judges that that Bush would vote for. Pence right. is a puppet too, right? right. But Pun, why pu- would they Pence. want this? I don't know. Pence is handleable, and I think it's because of Twitter. I they think don't that, want the president yeah. out there tweeting badly about them. I don't know. In office or out of office, if he has Twitter, he is going to belittle and do everything he can. To demean everyone who votes for his impeachment. Can you imagine? I, I, I just, yeah. But can, I, can you imagine the closed-door kind of conversations that go on among these Republicans? I mean, can you imagine? They've got to hate this president. They have got to be just enraged with the position he has put them in, right? But they are so craven because that crazed base, which they have spent decades whipping up and misleading and uh, creating. They created this crazed base along with Fox News and, and uh, talk radio. And now they're um, they're held captive by the very base that they created to give them power, and now they can't. They're stuck. They're cornered. Isn't that what's happening? Not that dissimilar. Yeah, not that dissimilar to what happened in Germany when they thought they'd be able to control Hitler. Hitler. Right. Exactly. Right. They made a calculation. So they, yeah. Right. Yeah. All the elites thought they'd be able to keep this little private under control. Guess what? Yeah. They sold... Another more interesting thing... And, but, okay. No, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, another, another interesting thing, too, is um, what happened with Pelosi yesterday, standing up to the president. I love You that. saw that, I assume? The, the, well, I, it's funny, because I'm looking at the picture 
right now and showing how stupid the president is that he's the one who tweeted that out and put it out there on social media. If you haven't seen it, it's a picture of all of these. First of all, everybody is white, aren't they? Everybody in that picture is white. Yep. Every single and a per- man. Every person you see is also a man. And there's one person who isn't, and that person is standing up while the others are all seated. And it's Nancy Pelosi, who is directly across from Trump and is pointing at him. And he tweets this picture out and says, Nervous Nancy's unhinged meltdown. When in fact, what that picture shows is that the only person in the room who had any balls was the woman standing up and taking on these bunch of craven white men. If you look at their faces, go down the line, you know, get, make it bigger and look at them. They've got their heads down. They look like a bunch of schoolboys who are being, you know, upbraided and chided. Unbelievable. And I think the reason he thought it was um, going to play well for him was because I don't know if you all know this, but um, when you when you're in a meeting, you're all sitting there waiting for the decider or the the important person, and depending on their rank, you stand when they walk in the room, and you stay seated. I mean, unless it's an emergency, you stay seated until, until he up. stands. And then you stand again, and he leaves first. That's like the king. It's like, like, yeah, it's like royalty. Right. It's like standard protocol. Yeah. You do not stand. So he was trying to say, look at this upstart. Look at this woman. Who is she? And how dare she stand in front of my presence? And that's what made that more, um, for anyone who's ever been in those meetings, that's what made it more impactful is that she stood up pointed at him and told him the truth, which is not what any of those generals to the right of him were doing. Nope. With all their heads down saying, oh, my God, oh, no. my God, oh, my God. No, she humiliated them all. I, you know, I... And then... Jesus. And then I saw some rep, some Democrat congressperson uh, try defending her and saying, Nancy Pelosi is the most is the greatest female politician of our time or something like that. And I thought, what the fuck are you talking about? You, I mean, yes, that's true. On the other hand, why put that female thing in there? She's just a goddamn amazing politician. Right. Not a third-rate one or a third-grade one, whatever was said. She's amazing. I don't know. And she posted it on her Twitter. And and the weird thing, too, is she would have had a hard time getting that photo out of the White House. No, she could not ever have had that. Right. Right. (laughs) If she had said to the the photographer, hey, send me that picture, he would have been like, I can't. Madam Secretary, I can't. Or, um, yeah, uh, I'm not able to do that, ma'am. No. Cost me my so that job. he sent it out. Yeah, because like an, he's so proud of the fact he's an idiot. of showing that she looked unhinged, which she didn't. No, is, she looked know, totally just, in command. She is the commanding presence in that on that long table, populated by white guys with their heads down. It reminded me of that statue outside of Wall Street where the bull is, yeah. the little girl. Yeah, and the yeah. Statues yeah exactly. That's what it reminded me yeah. of. Yeah. Hey, I've got another caller. Thank you for the call. Appreciate sure. it. Bye. Okay, bye. Uh, a caller, go ahead, please. Hello? That's Roger. Hi, Roger. Crazy time. Oh, God. <laughs> I just can't take sure. this one. Uh, hey, um, I didn't know. Do you know if you have a problem with your email? Because 
days in a row I'm getting uh, messages could not be sent. Delivery. I know, because do- it doesn't exist, right? Yes, no, no, no. So I said at the beginning of the show, I got a big problem, and I'm not alone. It's all of City Paper. Um, and oh. it's being. Oh, okay, I didn't know. Okay. No, so if you want to, uh, I'll say it again send me mail at cullenshow at yahoo.com. Oh, the old one. The old one. I mean, the old one's coming in handy today because otherwise I wouldn't uh, be getting it. Only one person has used it so far, but I'm appreciative of that. Um, they say it'll be okay. fixed. I think next week we'll be back in business on the uh, PGH uh, city paper one. Okay, so that's what's happening. Oh, okay. Hey, um, I don't know if this will make any difference with these crazy lunatic supporters that he has. But what if this former White House staff, like the Rex Tillerson, people we used to hate, right, right, but right. they left because either they stood up to them or they actually right. had some sort of right. values, I guess. Yeah, they need to what come forward. What happens if they start coming out and yeah. speaking candidly? They, they have to. I mean, I'm saying if this gets to, uh, as it's going to, they're going to impeach him. It's going to go to trial in the Senate. And everybody says there's no way the Senate will convict because it's overwhelmingly controlled by the Republicans. But I think we have to not take that as the as the given, because I think this guy has to be convicted and removed. He just has to be. And our we've got to get in the streets if we got to do whatever we have to do. The senators, uh, the Republican senators have to be assailed, I don't know, to do the right thing. To do the right thing. They'll still control (coughs) the Senate. They'll still have the White House. Why wouldn't they get rid of this nutcase for the good of the country? Is there any sense of doing the right thing anymore? Uh, I mean, I don't... I mean, we, you know, as a Democrat, you know, liberal, I, I never wanted the Republicans to have control, but this is nuts. I mean, I, I know this is just like unprecedented. I mean, talk about jump the shark. Oh, we jumped the shark long ago. Long ago. I mean, I thought Cheney was bad. I thought Cheney was bad. This is he was like Mr. Nice Guy compared to these oh. people. <laughs> Well, he was of a different, he was of a different, uh, that was a different evil. Uh, yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely, but yeah. truly, cow, these people are just incompetent yeah. on top of it. Um, and I, I, you did, I was going to bring up the picture uh, from yesterday, and you just talked about it. The what? I, I want those guys, with their, the picture from yesterday. Oh, yeah, they, yeah, yeah. That, that, that. I mean, those guys had their head. They were embarrassed. They looked like they wanted to crawl into a wall somewhere and, and hide. Well, you know, they should. They guy, should. They should be ashamed. And she shamed them. She shamed is them. Is it possible that? Is it possible that they could? Because the cabinet can find him incompetent. Oh yeah, that's mentally incompetent. Well, Pence has to go along with that too, and I don't see him doing that. We'll see. I can't believe that this guy is going to be our president for another year. I just cannot effing believe it. I I don't think we can take it. Holy cow! Yeah, yeah. Hey, Roger, thanks for the call. But yes, for today, Cullen Show at Yahoo. Okay. Okay. Thank you. Bye. 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 Um, uh, Trump saying uh, in regard to uh, Syria that uh, that's got nothing to do with us, he said. Uh, He talked about, um, he said that the Kurds were on a par with ISIS. Did you see that he said that in terms of their terror? These, I mean... This guy, I don't think Vladimir Putin, if he were in the White House, would be as bad. <laughs> I, I, it's, it really is mind-blowing. 
and that Americans don't get it or don't care or continue to believe this president shows that is my shame because I think we all have a reckoning. Um, we all have to see that somehow we have allowed things to get to this point. I don't know. I do not remove myself from uh, culpability. It took a long time to get here. And I agree with people who say that Donald Trump is not the problem per se. He is simply the embodiment, the conclusion of what we've been seeing happen to our politics and specifically to the Republican Party over the last 30, 35, 40 years. And I do think what I said before is at the heart of it that they knew that their power would lie in creating a base that was constantly on edge, that was fearful, fearful of any changes, any difference, fearful of blacks, fearful of gays, fearful of brown people, fearful of immigrants, fearful of the fact that the world was changing and there had to be scapegoats and the usual scapegoats have all now been identified. And when it's scapegoating time, Jews always end up in the picture. And as you know, Jews are now in the picture as well. This was their calculation. And they created this with the help of this huge uh, communications cabal, Rupert Murdoch, Rush Limbaugh, and that crowd, and corporate America. I was in uh, talk radio. The AM dial was filled with talk radio hosts. They were always overwhelmingly conservative voices. But for a while there, there were voices on the other side, like mine. And then the corporate community, which runs radio silenced voices like mine. They became part of this, this behemoth, this broadcasting behemoth of Fox and conservative talk radio, where facts were fungible, where conspiracy theories and outrageousness was the norm, where news commingled with opinion. And it got to the point where their audience really was brainwashed. And we're two or three generations in. And so you've got 40% of this country that literally, I don't think, can see things clearly at all. And the Republicans use those people, and look where they've gotten. They've gotten extraordinary power. And now those people are owned by Trump. The ultimate representative of this crazed, entertainment, mediaized, hate-spewing, plan to keep power. And Trump owns them. So the Republicans created this Frankenstein monster and they can't control this base anymore. They're scared to death of the very thing they created and it's why you see them heads down doing Trump's bidding. And the other obvious reason is because they're cowards.
because they're cowards and because they are placing their personal status and power before the good of their country. And to me, I mean, that is such an extraordinary crime. And that they could all do it. Who would think? They are all so desirous of hanging on to what they got that they'll let the country go down. They'll let Kurds be killed. They'll let Russia rise. They'll let North Korea stockpile nuclear weapons. They'll let anything that has to happen happen because they want to be the senator from whatever state. They don't want to be primaried. They don't want to lose their power. Can you imagine? They're narcissists. It isn't about that. I can't believe they don't see that on an individual level, that this is so much bigger than their frigging election. And, and they talk openly about it, that this is why they're hanging with Trump, because they'll be primaried. That's not the issue here. The issue is our country is being destroyed from within. We are selling out everything we stood for. We are selling out our allies. We are becoming, instead of one of the more trusted nations on earth, one of the least trustworthy nations on earth. How does your friggin' Senate seat trump saving your nation? I am blown away. Just blown away by the these craven, cringing, Cowards, obsequious, sycophants, they created a monster that was going to keep them in power. Unbelievable. Any foreign leader right now sees that they can play this guy. They know how to play him. You flatter him. You flatter him, flatter him, flatter him, flatter him, and uh, he'll give you anything. The fact is is that Donald Trump poses a clear and present danger to the United States. And every second that he sits in that seat of power, we become more endangered. The last brilliant thing, what he called it, brilliant strategy, what he did in the... In Syria, we've got hundreds of ISIS people now, free, dispersing all over who who knows where. He said something like, who cares? They're 7,000 miles away. They can all fight over that sand. There's lots of sand they can fight in. They were 7,000 miles away on 9-10-2001. And then all of a sudden, they were here. Mind-blowing.
Okay. Well, I hate to be so doomy and gloomy, but uh, if you're not, <laughs> you definitely ain't paying attention. Um, I should sound better next week, and our email should be back uh, to normal, I hope, next week. And um, I, I wish you all, uh, I don't know, <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it's everyone for themselves at this point. Do what you can. And be ready to be in the streets. Bye. Lynn Cullen Live, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 11 a.m. and archived at pghcitypaper.com. The opinions expressed on Lynn Cullen Live are those of the host and do not necessarily reflect the viewpoints of Pittsburgh City Paper or its advertisers.